The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Happy Saturday. Happy, happy Saturday. You know, today is May 6th. What happens on May 6th, 2017 is the running of the Kentucky Derby at Churchill Downs. Yes, I told you I'd be there. Yes, I was excited about being there. Yes, my wife was thrilled about going to Churchill Downs. Yes, we were ready to leave Thursday afternoon, get there, hang out in Kentucky for a day, do the show from the iconic Churchill Downs. Watch the race. Sip on a mint julep. Come back to the great state of Texas. So Thursday... After the uh, radio shows uh, here at Mercury Studios, yeah, I'm getting ready, uh, touching up, taking care of a little business before uh, before I get to the house and uh, hit the road. Uh, call me now. Okay. Uh, yeah, the passes that we were supposed to have, uh, that didn't happen. What? Some of the people that were going to go were already on their way. Yeah, well. <laughs> Sucks to be them. So uh, I decided right then and there, you know what? I'm not going to go. The whole point of going to the great state of Kentucky was to go to the race and hang out at Churchill Downs. It's the whole point. I mean, that's why you go there, at least for this weekend. Right? Now, you saw that uh, yesterday that uh, Brad Staggs and Doc were doing a four-minute buzz at the top of the hour. 
uh, from Churchill Downs parking lot. And they were doing it from the parking lot. You saw what great weather they're having in Kentucky right now. And uh, that's continuing today. Now, the temperature is fine. My wife would be in love with it, 46 degrees. Uh, Humidity, 81%. Precipitation, 100%. (laughs) So it's going to be a beautiful, wet, rainy, nasty, muddy day at Churchill Downs. All those, all the, all the women walking around with their high heels on, having to walk through the mud in the parking lot. It's going to be fun. They're going to be happy about it. They are going to be happy about it, no doubt about it. Now, look, I, I don't know what happened. I haven't been. Uh, I, I, no one has told me the hundred percent story yet. I've been getting bits and pieces of what happened to the actual passes that ended up not being actual passes. Uh, so I'll find that out, and obviously, you know, at some point, I'll you'll find out from me. Uh, but there was some sort of mix-up, and I'm happy to say that um, I, I didn't have to go all the way to Kentucky to find out. I don't know if you ever decided that you wanted to go someplace and you thought you had passes to get in and you go, and then you get there and you don't. That's even worse. That's even worse. So I'm sure that the people that were actually in Kentucky that were supposed to be part of the broadcast know exactly what I'm feeling. Well, what I'm saying that you feel when you get there and you realize, you're not getting in. Yep, we've got got the list of people that get passes right here. And uh, uh, what's your name again? Fisher? Yeah. Fisher, Fisher, Fisher. Yep. Now, uh, I'm only going to tell you this one more time, Mr. Fisher. Uh, you don't have any passes, so you can either exit or I'll have you forcibly removed, but you can't be in here. <laughs> so if that happens, you know it really stinks, right? So uh, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. On top of which. So we'll find out more what happened. And I know that uh, I know that we shot a couple of stupid promos for the Derby, Doc Thompson and myself, uh, riding – we were out horseback riding, shot a couple of promos for the for the Saturday and week broad the weekday broadcast because Doc was out there broadcasting from a couple of different places live, and then we were going to do today a live from the Derby. Going to that's the plan, but uh, that plan didn't work out. So I'm here with you today, no matter what, whether we we're at Churchill Downs or here at the Mercury Studios in Dallas, Texas. I'm here with you. It's okay. Plus, I wouldn't have had an opportunity to celebrate today. Because not only are we going to be able to watch the Kentucky Derby later on today, and and I'll talk a little bit about the Derby later on in the broadcast, but because there's some couple of fascinating stories on the on a couple of the horses, whether you like horses or not. Some people some people don't like horses. <laughs> Amazing. I know. I don't think they're from America either, but don't look at me. I just know that some people don't like horses. Now, today is also a celebratory day. I would say today is just another day of celebration. And you're able to participate wherever you're at. Wherever you're at. Today marks the 13th annual World Naked Gardening Day. 
I mean, I, I am excited. World Naked Gardening Day, the international event. When you strip down and tend to your garden in the nude. It started by Mark Story and uh, for the Body Freedom Collaborative Movement. Who doesn't want to be a part of the Body Freedom Collaborative Movement? The event is dedicated to making, this is where they go awry a little bit, non-sexual social nudity more acceptable. I mean, it's a start. It's a start. So according to uh, according to World Naked Gardening Day, get in your garden and get naked. I mean, that's a celebration we can all get behind, I think. So according to their website, to celebrate, uh, <clears throat> find an opportunity to get naked and do some gardening. Do so alone with friends, with family, with your gardening club, or with any other group collected for that purpose. Do it inside your house, in your backyard, on a hiking trail, at a city park, or in the streets. Stay private or go public. Make it a quiet time or make it a public splash. Just get naked and make your part of the botanical world a healthier and more attractive place. Secondly, tell someone about your experience. No one owns this event. Does not really matter whom you tell, but tell someone. Tell your friends about your day of naked gardening. Write down what you thought of it. Email it to your local newspaper. Post your thoughts and images onto an internet site. Submit stories and photos to your club newsletter. Celebrate. Celebrate with me. And let's help make the world a more beautiful place. Saturday, May 6, 2017. World Naked Gardening Day. When I contacted Mark, I wanted to talk to him and really get a personal feel about the celebration of World Naked Gardening Day, but <laughs> where did he, he didn't respond to me. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Two thousand seventeen is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Six 
The Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to the broadcast. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you'd like to participate today on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, broadcasting live from Mercury Studios in Dallas, Texas, USA. And going to uh, look forward to celebrating a World Naked Gardening Day uh, a little bit later on. Uh, I guess I could get started now. Really, it wouldn't take much to we could go outside and get a get a plant. And uh, what? I'm sorry. I'm hearing from the people in the other room. They're saying, "Please no, don't." I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to be celebrating uh, World Naked Gardening Day, and it said here on the website I can do it alone with friends with family. With the gardening club, maybe I could start my own gardening club. Or with any other group collected for that purpose. I could do it inside my house, in my backyard, on a hiking trail. It doesn't say I should do it in a radio studio, though. Maybe that's on the outs. Or maybe no one has done it. And I could set a Guinness record of being the first world naked gardening guy in a radio studio. It wouldn't be the first naked guy in a radio studio, though. I can, I promise you that. I promise you that. All right, so let's get to some headlines. There's a ton of stuff uh, to get to today. And, and, you know, look, it's Saturday. We all slept in a little bit. Got an extra, you know, got that extra. I did anyway. Wow. I mean, I slept longer than I've slept in a long time. So I woke up regular time, you know, middle of the night. And I thought, oh, let's lay back down for a couple minutes. A couple minutes was a long time. I mean, I, you would have been happy had I continued to sleep because I would not have been here. But the network may not have been happy. So there's some headlines that uh, we'll get to today just to get you through so you know a little bit about what's going on. Emory University uh, going to pay. This is the kind of the stuff that you're going to hear about in the next, uh, you know, the next week. That's kind of a, you know. Kind of headline stories you'll be hearing about the first of next week. Emory University to pay 100% of illegal aliens' financial aid. That's special. Uh, don't worry about it, though, because the other students are only going to pay seventy grand a year. So it's okay. I mean, we're almost at the point, right, where everyone will just go to school free. Government will pay for it, right? I mean, the government pays for that, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, new drug hits the street. And they're concerned about it, the uh, carfentanil. Uh, you know, that really isn't new. It's been on the street for a little while, but they're making a big deal out of it now. But it's really dangerous, and it's really strong, and it's uh, it's engineered uh, to be used as an elephant tranquilizer. Uh, yet they're mixing it uh, with drugs, and they're talking about uh, if it sprinkles under your skin, uh, you can be affected greatly by that drug. Is there any, any testing or anything around here? You know, just, a, I, I tell you what, I don't believe it. I don't believe it if I sprinkled out my skin. No. Uh, the other states, I mean, we talked a little bit about what's going on around the country as far as uh, the drug epidemic and the heroin epidemic, uh, especially in the Northeast. It's getting really ugly. And we've got, I don't know, I don't personally know what to do about it. If you, if you, uh, you know, do you, do you just kill everybody? You just pull a Panama. Yeah, let's kill them all. Don't worry about it. You're a drug dealer. You're touching drugs. Kill them. You're done with. I mean, do we do that? Yeah, okay. 
Uh, big, everybody sent me. I got this story about a thousand times uh, on social media, wondering if it was one of my girls. But uh, the porn star that was filming in a shark tank underwater on Florida's coast, uh, they got attacked by the shark. I uh, got bit in the leg while she was performing. Apparently, at this time, maybe that's why the shark bit her. She had a swimsuit on. Had the shark had she been naked, the shark would have went, "Oh, you," and would, wouldn't have bit her. But she's okay. She's posted on her. She's posted on some of her social media sites. She's she's okay, and everything will be everything will be okay. And she's happy. Uh, she's happy that she had so many people care for her. And no, they're just wondering when you're going to get back to filming. Okay, that's all they want. Oklahoma, uh, the roller coaster stalled and riders. You know, I was looking at this picture. Now we hear the story from time to time all over the country of roller coasters stalling, and this particular roller coaster stalled kind of at the top. There was only you know the back half of it was hanging backwards, so if you were sitting in it, you were sitting back, but you weren't leaning forward and you weren't turned to your side, you weren't upside down, and they're stuck and they're rescuing the people off this roller coaster now. I mean, we've here at Six Flags in Dallas, a lady fell out and just settled for a, you know a couple of bucks uh, because she fell out. There was a, a discrepancy on whether she was locked in or not. Apparently not. Uh, how long could you last? I'm looking at this going, you know, sitting there like that, you'd be fine. But if you were turned on your side or upside down, that would really, really suck. Right. I mean, maybe that's why they don't have fat guy seating on roller coasters. Maybe that's why. They're like, you know, if it gets stuck, we don't have to worry about rescuing the fat guy hanging upside down. So, no, we can't We can't make the roller coaster fit you. Sorry. There's one roller coaster over on that side of the park that fat guys can sit in. You go ride that one. It doesn't go upside down and it's not really high off the ground. Uh, yeah, no, I, know it's, I know it's in the kids' park, but that's where it is. That's where the fat guys can ride that roller coaster right there, okay? But, I mean, that really, really sucks to be stuck on a roller coaster. And I don't know if you've ever had that happen. I have not. I mean, I love roller coasters. And um, there's very few that do have fat guy seating. And the ones that do are, we've covered this before on this broadcast. I mean, it's really it's really fat shaming on the part of the roller coaster design companies. And uh, maybe we should sue. Class action lawsuit. And uh, make them uh, design a roller coaster seat, uh, you know, for people of extra girth. But uh, I love roller coasters, but it would really, really suck. You can quote me on that. Hanging upside down, stuck, or even just sideways, leaning sideways. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not moving. Uh, I'm going to have to sit like this for two hours or longer. Uh, oh, no, that's fine. I mean, that would, it'd be bad. It'd be bad. Country singer Loretta Lynn hospitalized after having a stroke. She's going to be fine. According to her publicist, she, she's fine. Look, she's 85 years old. She's been touring a million, a million shows a year. That's not, she's not that been that busy, but she is going to have to cancel her shows. She's been on tour. Uh, she's been recording new stuff, which by the way, I mean, the new Loretta Lynn stuff, who doesn't, Oof. Anyway, uh, she's uh, recovering fine. But she remember last year, wasn't it last year or something, she fell really bad and you thought, ooh. I mean, 
falls for old people, man, that doesn't do well. They break a hip. It's usually uh, usually done. But she's fine now. So Loretta, get well. Bless you. We hope you're better. And in North Carolina, this is probably one of my favorite bills. They passed HB 330, allowing drivers to legally drive through protesters who block roads. It's my favorite, favorite bill. Now, there are several states. I don't know why Texas does not have this. There are several states, Tennessee, Minnesota, North Dakota, along with North Carolina now, uh, if the Senate passes it, that uh, will have this bill. I am 100% for this bill. And I'm not talking about, let's just drive through the crowd of people, man, just run them down. No. If you're blocking a thoroughfare, protesting something, get out of the way. If you're not going to get out of the way, I'm running you down. And I may do it whether the state says it's legal or not. You're blocking, you're never going to get me on your side by trying to stop me from going somewhere that I want to go because you want me to recognize your issue. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. So, North Carolina, stick to your guns. Oh, I mean, uh, no, not, no, no guns involved. Um, just stick to your feelings. And make sure that this passes said it. Although North Carolina is really not known for their backbone lately, so it's possible this is just a ruse. The Senate won't pass it. Oh well, we can run them down anyway. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show is on. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA. Instagram, JeffyMRA. Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. I mean, just go to Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, and hit the little like button. That's all you got to do. It's easy. And then you go to Twitter, and you go to JeffyMRA, and you hit follow. Then you go to Instagram, you go to Jeffy MRA, and you hit follow. It's easy. And then, you know, 30 seconds, you're done. Nice and easy, right? So last week on the, but I hate talk, I hate mentioning this, but it just, it ties into the story, so I'm going to have to mention it, but I want to apologize first before I, before I actually mention it. Last week on um, a television show that airs on the Blaze television network I think I think the title of the show is The Wonderful World of Stew I think that's the title of the show could be wrong look it up on the network anyway he did a he did a segment about uh, Alex Jones being this guy Bill Hicks and it's pretty pretty convincing and it's a pretty convincing uh, you know, hoax been going on for years, right? So that if it's, and it's, it's, you know, pretty well known in the hoaxing world. 
And uh, so you, it's you know by the end you're like it's very possible that uh, uh, Alex Jones is Bill Hicks, and it's just they've just pulled it out uh, as a as a hoax. And years from now they'll really come out and say we pulled this off and nobody ever you know you you didn't know, and some of you knew but ha ha ha. Well, in a latest interview, uh, Ringo Starr. Uh, from his residence, admitted. And I I think that this is why Ringo admitted this now, because there's been such a uncovering of facts from the world of Stu Broadcast of the Bill Hicks, Alex Jones hoax as, you know, potentially being one of the best and longest running hoaxes. I think Ringo has finally had enough, and he wants to say, uh, no. Well, that is not going to... Bill Hicks and Alex Jones. No. The longest running hoax is going to be us. We're the Beatles. Okay. So in in an interview, uh, he admitted that the 45-year-old rumors about the alleged death of Paul McCartney in 1966 were actually true. In an exclusive interview with the Hollywood Inquirer, Mr. Starr explained that the real Paul McCartney had died in a car crash on November 9th, 1966, after an argument during a Beatles recording session. To spare the public from grief, the Beatles replaced him with a man named William Shears Campbell, who was the winner of a McCartney lookalike contest and who happened to have the same kind of jovial personality as Paul. When Paul died, we all panicked. Obviously, very emotional. We didn't know what to do. Brian Epstein, our manager, suggested that we hire Billy Shears as a temporary solution. It was supposed to only last a week or two, but time went by and nobody seemed to notice and we kept playing along. Billy turned out to be a pretty good musician and he was able to perform almost better than Paul. The only problem was he couldn't get along with John at all. Now, Billy Shears uh, does indeed disappear from records in 1966. No traces of him can be found after Paul's alleged death. Huh? Huh? Mr. Starr alleges that the group did send out a lot of hidden messages through the years to prepare the population for the truth. He notably says the entire Sgt. Pepper Lonely Hearts Club band album was awash with Paul's dead clues. The Beatles has indeed officially formed a new band featuring a fictional member named Billy Shears, which happened to be the actual name of Paul's replacement. Huh. We felt guilty about the deception. Did ya? We felt guilty about making millions upon millions more of money from people as this fraud continued. Did ya, Ringo? Anyway, we felt guilty about the deception. We wanted to tell the world the truth, but we were afraid of the reactions that it would provoke. Uh Uh-huh. We thought the whole planet was going to hate us. Uh Uh-huh. For all the lies that we had told, so we kept lying, sending subtle clues to relieve our consciousness. When the first rumors finally began about the whole thing, we felt very nervous and started fighting a lot with each other. At some point, it was too much for John, and he decided to leave the band. So it wasn't Yoko at all. It was this damn McCartney hoax. That broke up the Beatles. Oh, wait, no, it was the McCartney death. Ringo claims that he finally decided to tell the truth because he was afraid that it was going to die with him. 
Ringo's Ringo's 74 now. Jesus. Speaking of that, remind me to tell you another birthday story. He's the only surviving member of the famous band besides McCartney, right? McCartney's still alive. He's still rocking around the world. He's had a couple of wives. The fake Paul McCartney, I should say. I'm sure he believes he's actually Paul McCartney now. So, I believe this now is the biggest hoax of all time. Now, according to this story on worldnewsdailyreport.com, and I think we can all I think we can all agree that if it's on worldnewsdailyreport.com, I think we can all agree that that's hello. Now, neither Paul McCartney nor anyone from his entourage have commented uh, Ringo Starr's declaration yet, but the interview has already provoked a lot of reactions around the world. Journalists and paparazzis from around the world have surrounded the residence of the musician only minutes after the interview was broadcast and are awaiting for the star to comment on the allegations. Now, if you're Billy Sheeran, Paul McCartney, if you're that person, you could have just come out. Yep, Ringo's right. It was all a big hoax, and I'm not really Paul McCartney. And come on now. No. No. Uh, the British MI5 also announced an investigation to determine if an imposter could have indeed posed for 48 years as the member of the Order of the British Empire, Sir James Paul McCartney, during official ceremonies involving Queen Elizabeth. Oh, my gosh. He was committing a a fraud on the world. Pretending to be Sir James McCartney after he was knighted. He wasn't even, they didn't even knight the right person. That's how, and it was, oh, speaking of, we got to talk about the queen too. There's two things right there. Birthdays, remember, remind me to talk about birthdays. And remind me to talk about the queen. Don't mind me, ADD kicking in. So, the, uh, the claims that the Alex Jones, Bill Hicks fraud hoax is this big, long-running hoax that uh, should be acclaimed. Eh, eh, wrong. Wrong. Okay? It's the Paul McCartney hoax. Billy Shears is Paul McCartney. And it wasn't Yoko that broke up the Beatles. It was this lie, this falsehood created because the manager thought it would be better for them. It was only better for, I don't know, him. And, you know, of course, the millions of dollars, the rest of them. McCartney's dead. The Beatles are gone. There's a a lot of money made after that point. It's worth a lot. So you either believe it or you think Ringo's just messing with you. I can't wait to hear what actually if McCartney responds. The best part of this actual deal is that McCartney doesn't have to respond and everyone will still believe it. You know why they're going to believe it? Because it's true. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff 
Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Okay, so ADD kicked in a little bit, and let's talk a little bit about birthdays. Uh, the ones that I thought about at the time. I, so I'm sitting in the auto fix-it store, and, you know, they were waiting for getting the oil changed in my car because we were going to go on a trip, you know, like to Kentucky. <laughs> well, that was wasted money. Anyway, the um, uh, so I'm sitting in there waiting for the for them to change the oil on my car. Which, by the way, when you take your car in, I'm going to take another side trip off the off the birthdays thing here. So when you just take your car in to get work done, what is the amount of time, the proper amount of time to wait before you go up to the counter and say, did you forget about me? How long is it going to take for this oil change? Because I was at that point in about 50 minutes. I didn't. But then I reached that point again in about 60 minutes. And then in about 70 minutes, I was like, okay, we're pushing me now. Because my car hasn't moved. Still sitting in the same slot I pulled in at. At about an hour and 15. Every 75 minutes. Um, I reached that point. Hey, did you forget about me? Oh, oh, no. Oh, Mr. Fisher, no, no, no way. We don't forget about you. Let me check, see where we're at uh, in your car. Well, I know where you're at because my car hasn't moved from when I pulled in. Oh, I'm, we're, getting, we're a little bit busy. We're getting backed up. Let me, I'll double check, see what happens. Now, I'll tell you what happened. I watched the whole thing unfold on the other side of the glass over there in the garage section. As the guy went out and, I could, you know, he says something to his guy that runs the garage. It was like, eh, we were Jeff Fisher, an oil change, and he turns around and he looks at the wall of two dudes. And then the guy who went out there leans over and pulls a to-do out of this pile. Okay? Now, I can't prove that it was me. It wasn't hanging on the to-do wall. It was over here. And the guy that was in charge of the fix-it garage looked at it and shook his head and threw it back on the to-do wall. Moments after that, they came back to me and said, no, we're, we're, you're next, next in line. We've been backed up. We're busy. We're going to get you taken care of. So I'm just wondering. I would have waited less time had it. I, the 50-minute mark been the, hey, did you forget about me? Instead of the hour and 15 mark. So there's a, there's a point there where the frustration builds up. But don't be afraid to at least say something. Because otherwise you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs. Hell, I'd still be there. Yeah, we're, we don't forget about you, Jeff. Don't worry about it. We got you taken care of. I know, but you you went home and slept and came back. I know. We, we're, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. We got you. So anyway, I'm sitting in the in the, uh, in the the lobby deciding how long it's going to be before I can say, did you forget about me? Ellen is on. The wonderful... Ellen, syndicated television show. And bless her heart. What a, I mean, for that type of show, she's great. And, and, you know, she's worth every dime that she gets paid. But she has Matt Lauer on. And, you know, Ellen always has her ongoing, I'm going to scare everybody. Not that I've ever seen the show in lobbies of every damn business in America. And Matt, you know, she says she she promises she promised Matt that she wouldn't do something, but she did end up scaring him. Somebody jumped out and scared the crap out of him. 
And I mean, literally. The uh, But they're talking in this interview. Matt Lauer this year turns 60 years old. In January. So it's not this year, but it's next year, but it's pretty darn close. In January. Ellen turns 60 years old. 60. I I don't know. Something's got to give. We've got to find the anti-aging pill. we got to find the some kind of drug that reverses this course of action. Because this course of action is not good. It's not good at all. Six Ellen. I mean, she, I need the same face cream or something that she's got. Because she looks, she looks great. And uh, I, I'm sure that there's... I'm sure that there's paparazzi pictures of Ellen, you know, haunching around her $80 million home looking like an old woman. But she looks great for 60. And 60 is definitely the new 40. In, in, uh, right? I mean, look at how good. Uh, just amazing. I couldn't, I was 60, which means that I'm a 155, 156, something like that this year. I'll have to ask my wife. I don't recall. Exactly my age. I'm getting. I'm past that point. Once you pass 130, they all get blended together. So you just you just don't know. Uh, I know today is World Naked Gardening Day, and you're going to be out celebrating. But I did learn something, and I wanted to share with you that uh, is very important uh, when picking out a lip color. And uh, you know how difficult it is when you're going to go out, and especially after World Naked Gardening Day, you might want to go out and get a dinner. So you're going to get you know put some clothes on, get some makeup on. And you're not sure what color to choose, or what shade of, of lipstick you have. Well, according to uh, this story, uh, the uh, shade of your nipple is also the best lip color. So be prepared. If you, if you don't know what, what color that is, you know, when you go into Sephora, just show them your chest. Say, hey, I'd like this color for my... Lipstick, please. I mean, might be a good time to hang out outside of Sephora. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to the broadcast. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. Lawrence Jones uh, coming up immediately following this broadcast. Then Mike Slater, then Joe Paggs. I mean, you had Michael Pelka before this show. It's Saturday on the Blaze Radio Network. There's no need to go anywhere else. 
you know, in, in fact, when you're out celebrating World Naked Gardening Day today, you should just bring the Blaze Radio along with you. Now, I would say, you could say, but Jeff, there's no way forward to put my, put my iPod. I would say, yes, there is. And you just take that whatever way you want to take it. One of the headlines that I didn't get to uh, last hour that uh, kind of uh, kind of bad news for uh, for us in the in the media, the information media, uh, the job gains and losses uh, in April. I mean, Trump is our president is yay, jobs, jobs, jobs. Leisure and hospitality plus fifty five thousand. Healthcare plus thirty five thousand. Professional business services, 39,000 plus. Information slash media, minus 7,000. So A, most of that's probably iHeartMedia, if you read the news. Second, uh, thanks Trump. Uh, for back, keep, keep bashing the media. We'll keep shutting her down. Something to look forward to. Appreciate it. Love you. Love you too. So I was wondering, since we were originally supposed to be broadcasting from the Kentucky Derby today, and and, and uh, they even made a stupid little Jeff Fisher the Kentucky Derby jingle, which I wasn't, I didn't, I mean, it was okay. Do we sit, do you have that somewhere? The little Kentucky Derby. As Jeff Fisher the Kentucky Derby. All right. Yeah, see, just, I do. Let me see if I can get it for you. Why not? Oh, you just put, find it, find it. We're you're not supposed to play it because it's a lie, but I'm saying that I'm going to play it to prove that it's a lie. Well, I might just play it the rest of the show just because they told you not to. I mean, it's like ten seconds, maybe. Anyway, it's it's not, and I wasn't really happy with it anyway, to be honest with you. But I, it's okay. That's another story in itself. But you would have heard the jingle, and we would have been at the Kentucky Derby, and it was all good, and we're at Churchill Downs and the iconic race and everything. But I was going, and hopefully I was going to do some, uh, I had some special interviews lined up, ready to go, uh, to cover, you know, to be at Churchill Downs. I had some, inter- it was all good to go, except not good to go, because you can think about doing whatever you want to do, but if you can't get into Churchill Downs, that's an issue. But I was wondering, when are we going to have actual robots as the jockeys of the horses? Because it's coming, and it's coming fast. I mean, we've already got stories about the new Russian spaceship that's going to be crewed by robots. Uh, you know, ever since we're, we're, we're hopping on Russian, the Russian spaceship, uh, their rockets are like our Uber, our space Uber. We got to hop a ride with the Russians just to get to the space station anymore. It's nice. Hey, uh, you think you could pick us up? Well, sure, for $18 billion. Oh, okay, that's fine. No problem. Don't worry about it. So now they're going to be sending up robots, right? And also, the Russian robots that we've seen have the uh, the Terminator. They're calling it the Terminator robot, you know, that can shoot and drive and spacewalk. I mean, those are, those are the ones you're going to want to be taking to space. You don't want humans. We've got our Mars people practicing to go to Mars. And in fact, they've already said the first crowd of people that are going to go to Mars, you might as well plan on not coming back. Uh, your days, that's it. 
when you leave the Earth, you, you're going to be, you know, circling Mars for a little while, and we may even shoot you down to the down to the ground, down to the planet itself. But uh, you aren't coming back. So we send, uh, you know, robots better than the Mars rover. Uh, it might be a lot better for us, right? Well, now. Earlier this week, we found they've got the new app that uh, the robots, the the AIs that can mimic any voice. And when you first hear it, it's kind of not right. And we've talked about it on the show before where, you know, people are okay with robots as long as they know they're robots, right? I mean, as long as they know they're robots, it's okay. But when they start getting into the... uh, hey, we're human, but you know something is not quite right, that's when we don't like the robots. We're like, that's a robot, something's not right, it's not human, get it away from me. Well, now they've got the AI voice plan where they're trying to get the robot to mimic any voices. And they've mimicked uh, They've mimicked several. They've mimicked, uh, of course, they want voices that everybody knows to show it off at first. So they've got Barack and they've got uh, Donald Trump, and they've got Hillary Clinton. And you can kind of make out how the computer is moving the sound waves and, uh, you know, trying to get the voice just right. But they're pretty close. And here's what it sounds like. Hey, Doc, have you heard see, about stop this right there. You can just That right there, you can see how the computer sound waves are just kind of like they're trying to... It's like Barack is drunk. Are you speaking about this new algorithm to copy voices? Yes, it is developed by a startup called Wirebird. See? This is huge. They can make us say anything now, really anything. The good news is that they will offer the technology to anyone. This is huge. How does their technology work? Hey, guys, I think that they use deep learning and artificial neural networks. Hillary is right, and I can tell you that their team is great. I wish them good luck. I'm sure they will do a good job. It's close. I mean, it's really close. It's so, that whole Barack thing, like, they can't quite get the, that, the Barack, uh, the Barack sound of I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm real cool, but I'm not real cool. That hip Barack sound that everybody loved about President Obama, and they especially love as they're paying him $400,000 a speech in Wall Street. You know, that guy. Uh, but soon, Soon they'll have it. They'll just be able to mimic anyone. I love the Barack ones, though. Do we have the, just the Barack ones? Hey, Doc, have you heard about this new technology? <laughs> yes, it is developed by a startup called Wirebird. <laughs> it is. It's Barack drunk at the bar. It is. It's not a Wirebird. The good news is that they will offer the technology to anyone. Michelle, get over here. Get over here. Come here. Let me tell you about this new startup. Hillary is right, and I can tell you that their team is great. <laughs> I don't know that Trump sounds drunk. Trump just sounds something, you know, the sound waves are a little bit off. Are you speaking about this new algorithm to copy voices? See, that that's pretty close. That's pretty close. This is huge. They can make us say anything now, really anything. 
See, that just sounds like he's talking through, you know, a crappy United Kingdom phone. This is huge. How does their technology work? All right. And Hillary is kind of uh, not too sure. Hey, guys, I think that they use deep learning and artificial neural networks. See, that's not really. That's just a female. They're having a tougher time with the females, it sounds like. I mean, they're. That doesn't really sound like Hillary. I mean, it's kind of something she would say, but it doesn't really sound like her. The Barack sounds like him drunk. Trump sounds like he's just talking through a crappy phone. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty good. I, well, let's hear Trump again. That's the Trump is actually pretty good. It's like he's talking to you through the. You know, I'm calling for. I'm calling ship to shore. I wish them good luck. I'm sure they will do a good job. <laughs> We're, Melania and I are on a cruise. I wish them good luck. I'm sure they will do a good job. <laughs> and Barack is drunk. Barack's down at the bar in Chicago. He's partying. Uh, the wife is home with the kids, and Barack is just drinking. Hey, Doc, have you heard about this new technology? Let me, let me buy you another drink and tell you about this new technology. Yes, it is developed by a startup called Wirebird. Yeah, she's at home. I don't even know where she is. I don't even want to talk to her tonight. The good news is that they will offer the technology to anyone. Yeah, that's that's just Barack drunk. However, then we get into chatbots, which is part of what this technology is, reporting current news. We're all out of work. Remember when, now I'm worried. Oh, I'm concerned because they when they talk about you better, those truck drivers better figure out what they're going to do because there's going to be robots driving trucks. And there's going to be robots doing everybody's job. And all those robots that are making cars and making Twinkies and making air conditioners, people better figure out what they're going to do for a living. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's true. They better figure it out. And thankfully, I'm able to, you know, I'll be able to report on it. Eh, eh, wrong. Remember when we had humans telling you the story? We don't need humans anymore. You may get your daily news by talking to a robot. And we already get that right with Google now. Okay, Google now. Alexa. I just did that for fun. Just to, those of you that fired up your Alexas and Google now, sorry. It's just, just to put a smile on my face is all. <laughs> just to put a smile on my face, that's all. But that's what's happening. Car- Carnegie Mellon University, if I could say that, speak. See, the robot wouldn't have a problem with that. The robot would just say, Carnegie Mellon University, Amazon, and Quartz are challenging developers to make chatbots more sophisticated, capable of conversing convincingly like humans. They wouldn't struggle with those words. Now, they've got a big contest going on where you can win. They've got a $240,000 grant from Knight Foundation, right, for the initiative. So they're going to ex- experiment using these chat these chatbots and AI to deliver the news as through their through their app. Now, there's another competition, the Amazon's Alexa Prize, which seeks a speech-based chatbot to support the company's Echo services. Now, you know, obviously we have the you know the Amazon Echo, and uh, you know they, it doesn't really communicate with you, but it you do. I don't necessarily want to say you talk to it, but you you don't talk with it. You kind of talk to it. But set to be announced in November, the winner that can develop a system that can converse with humans for 20 minutes 
in a coherent and engaging manner, 500,000. So how close do you think Barack is to winning 500,000? Hey, Barack, uh, we need another beer. Hillary is right. And I can tell you that their team is great. No, seriously, get, get us another round. Barack's got it. Hey, Don, have you heard about this new technology? <laughs> Brock, is it time for you to get home? I mean, you've been here all night. I mean, maybe the wife and the kids are waiting for you. Yes, it is developed by a startup called Wirebird. <laughs> Seriously, Brock, man, I don't know what your deal is, but you had way too many. We have to cut you off, man. We're going to have to Uber you home. The good news is that they will offer the technology to anyone. We are doomed. Seriously, we are just doomed. I mean, you know what we might as well do is just get naked and go gardening. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. This is The Jeff Fisher Show. Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, so I was told to check out a particular website and uh, I was in the middle of checking it out as we were coming back to you. And then I realized that I sh- probably shouldn't talk about this website on the air, although I want to. I just know that it has very discreet shipping containers. And uh, so you don't have to worry. All right. So if you order something from this particular website, you know, that's no problem. Well, they have different, I mean, they've got uh, different stars that you can participate with, or at least pretend to participate with. And they have uh, different sections on their website uh, for accessories and interactive and men, women, and couples. They even have their deal. Let's see what's their deals. What's on their deals page today? It's on their deals page today. Let's see if it's worth a deal for discreet shipping. That's only 250 bucks for that? Are you kidding me? What? All right, hold on. Let's see what the cheapest thing is. in it. $149. $149.95 is the cheapest item on their deals page? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I apologize. 139. Let's go down a little bit farther. 124. Oh, here's the $99 package. So that's obviously they. Let's go all the way down to the bottom here. See what the lowest price is. Oh, we have the standalone training unit kit too. Oh, this is this is the cheap. Now we're down to the cheapies. Now this is just some kind of liquid in a tube for 11.95. All right, stop. <laughs> I know. <it's> a... <laughs> Welcome to the blaze after dark. We get inside, deep inside your mental fixations. Um, <laughs> so had I been to Churchill Downs uh, and gone planning on going to the race today, 
they developed. We shot promos. We went out with Doc. We, we shot promos with the with the horse. Uh, Doc Thompson and myself. Uh, we had a good time, uh, you know, shooting the promos that uh, you know really are worthless now. <laughs> and they were, uh, I would say, some of the best uh, promotional material ever shot for the Blaze Television Network. But of course, I know. Good luck seeing them. And you would have heard something like this coming out of every break. Live from the Derby, the Jeff Fisher Show. Who is that? I, I don't know who that guy is. Play that again, please. Live from the Derby, Live. the Jeff Fisher Show. Who is that? I mean, all right. No, he did a great job. And thank you very much for putting those together. And I really appreciate it. Means uh, it's a lot to me. Yeah, it's very disappointing that uh, we didn't get uh, passes to. Uh, apparently, they apparently they went. You know, they got as far as Fisher. Your name's on the list here. Let's see, let's go on the pages here. Oh yeah, yeah. Here you go. Yep. That's. Uh, that's your name there, right there. Yeah. Uh, do you have uh, identification? Yeah, let me let me take your identification. I'll be right back. Ten minutes later. Yeah, um, here's your identification back. Um, yeah, we uh, your passes were denied, but we're here. We're uh, yeah. No, we uh, we got uh, we went through the list here. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fish, yeah, your fish, yeah, your presses were denied. What? I mean, I will say this. I'm very happy that I was not the one standing in front of the Churchill Downs, hey, here's where we get your passes gate. Because the story would have been Blaze Radio host goes to jail in Kentucky. I would not. I would not have been a very happy camper outside of Churchill Downs. That would have been. Uh, hey, did you forget about me? At what point do you reach at the window where you know that's kind of like the airlines telling you to get off the plane? I don't think so. Nope, not today. Somebody's getting me in this place. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. That it is. That it is on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Welcome to it. Uh, This, uh, of course, is uh, usually the time when we talk to to you about the great state of Florida and uh, some of the strange stories that take place in the great state of Florida because... Outside of Florida, there's only maybe one or two states that do have some of the weirdest things happen uh, 
around the entire state. In Florida, I believe, having lived there for many years. Uh, Florida is, I believe, number one. Uh, California, Texas is becoming, Texas is trying to pick up the pace a little bit. Uh, New York, it's hanging in there okay, but Florida wins hands down as some of the strangest things that goes on as far as illegal and legal activities. And so we have our man, Chuck in Florida.com, uh, report to us uh, each week uh, some of those stories that uh, are worth remembering, that they're so strange. But last week we talked to our man, Chuck in Florida.com, and he was bad mouthing uh, other participants in an opportunity to win a motorcycle that Daryl from the walking dead road. And uh, apparently uh, his uh, bad words worked because uh, they won Chuck in Florida.com. Hello, sir. Greetings, Jeffy from Florida, where I am not live from the Kentucky Derby. Nah, me either. I'm uh, sorry to hear that. I know. So it's I, horrible. Why did why didn't you get to go? Nobody got you a ticket. Is that what the problem? First of all, I've already got a wife. All right, so I don't need to. I'm not going to come up with some kind of excuses for you. Can I tell you the only reason I said yes? Yeah, I'll do the. Let's go. It'll be fun. We'll broadcast from there, and uh, and I can bring my wife yet because she's wanted to go to the Kentucky Derby forever. She's after me every year to go to the Kentucky Derby. So if I remember a, right, she actually bought a dress. It's a win-win. You don't need to remind me of all the things that were purchased and the uh, uh, <laughs> the hats, the shoes, the clothes. You don't need to remind me all that. And uh, just, I appreciate you bringing it up, though. Thank you. No, sure. You. N- you know, nothing. I'm, uh, I'm positive if we were to go next year, the hat and the clothes would be exactly the same. <laughs> you think I mean, they'd still get some use? She'd have to wear that stuff, right? It wouldn't be impossible for her to wear something a year old, out of style. Spent it all over again. That, that what what's going to become of those clothes now is a picture every now and then on Instagram. This is what I would have worn had we gone to the Kentucky Derby, but you <laughs> bastards failed me. That's what it's going to be. So I'm just I'm I've prepared for that already. I'm, I'm glad you're prepared. I won't bring it up again. It seems like a little bit of a source of. Oh no, it's fine, you. Chuck. Don't worry about it. Everything's <laughs> fine. Uh, so you won the motorcycle. We won the motorcycle. Oh, come on, I, man. I kind of take exception with the whole bad-mouthing thing. Oh, I just said I didn't think they were apart. as good oh, as we God. were. Told, please, <laughs> you play the tape back. Those people suck. We're going to win. <laughs> and you were right, though. You were right. Well, I got to say it was close. There there was a, another competitor who did a excellent job at shooting his video, and his story was cute because he actually is this a is, dead stop ringer for, for young Daryl Dixon. Stop for just one moment, please. Sure. I'll sure. let you continue your your accepted speech. But this is what Thank this you. is. This is your accepted speech. This is after you badmouth everyone to win. You've got the you're up on stage with your trophy going, it's just an honor to be nominated with the rest of these great people. But I won. So screw you. <laughs> That's what you're doing now. It's just an acceptance speech, really. But go I, ahead. Okay. You go know, ahead to some your, degree, you're right. Go ahead with your acceptance speech. I'm Thank sorry. you very much. So yeah, the the young uh, the young Daryl Dixon that uh, is an imitation was really a cool video. Uh, the kid uh, you know was breaking out of the uh, captivity and took the motorcycle keys, went downstairs, saw the BMW, and then he went back for the Beamer keys. So yeah, it was it was well shot and and very well produced. But unfortunately, it came down to uh, you know just a matter of uh, you know, pure talent. zombie love. It came down. Yeah. It came down to talent is what happened. <laughs> And, I won't you know, dispute that and talent won out. 
So, al- al- almost always does, right? So not really. Uh, so okay. how does uh, what happens with the motorcycle now? What what are you doing with it? Are you uh, are you well? Uh, are you I, selling it? You're renting it. What are you doing? Yeah, we're 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 still part of a team that uh, you know the the bosses have to decide what they're going to do with it here, and and I I have a feeling a uh, it may get some display around town, but before that all happens, they're they're deciding if they're going to auction it. Uh, you know, there's various ways of of looking at uh, how to uh, properly dispose of such a marvelous piece of memorabilia. So the team won it, but there's people in charge that are deciding what you're actually going to do with it, and you're not a part of that. Of course not. I'm just We've a I'm just a guy. I'm a cog in the wheel, man. You know, no, the the director and the producer are always the boss of any kind of set like that. So you know that, that that's their job to put the team together and make sure that uh, we do the best we can. Holy crap! Have you been brainwashed? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. Well, come on. They might be listening, dude. You know? So if uh, if we want to see the motorcycle, can we see it at ChuckInFlorida.com? I will post a picture today. I did not do that earlier because it, you know, it, even though it's a Florida story, is a little self-aggrandizing, and that's all over my Facebook page. <laughs> yes, I have I'm, no problem putting it there. You know? Yeah, I'm well aware. But the, up, uh, of course. Uh, no, you got to put it up at ChuckInFlorida.com. I mean, that's... that's I, I most certainly yeah. will since you brought it up. Now I kind of have no choice, right? That's correct. There you go. So, uh, what do you have for us? Because I noticed, uh, I noticed a couple of really cool stories coming out of Florida this past week, and uh, I hope you're covering some of them. Well, I, I think it, you know, if we're talking relevance right now with the Derby, you know, we have Derby Lane here in the in the Bay Area. Been there many times. Yes, and unfortunately, we, we have a by very that bad boy every day. Just Gandy about Boulevard, every day, it's baby. right there on the way to work. Right? No, baby, Gandhi Boulevard. Right. So unfortunately, one of the top trainers there at Derby Lane um, kind of had his license revoked after the Greyhounds were testing positive for cocaine. Nice. So did they decide that he was that he was actually doing rails with the dogs and making them race? Or did the dogs just say, hey, he's got cocaine. We don't have to eat. Well, there was no powder around the dog snouts. I don't see any kind of evidence that they were, you know, running lines before the uh, race. But uh Apparently, this guy was injecting the dogs, and uh, oh, he's yeah, oh, that's kind of no. sad. Did they win? Um, yeah, that's how it kind of caught on. He's a twenty-year veteran, and uh, this guy had been, um, you know, apparently juicing the dogs for a while. I wonder how much cocaine you got to use to make the dog win. I mean, obviously, I mean, cocaine isn't absolutely always cheap. True. Uh, True, and apparently he didn't always win either. One of the dogs recently finished in fourth place, but uh, did test positive. So, you know, I mean, uh, come on, greyhounds are naturally fast. Juicing them just a little bit more, I don't know if that's really necessary. Right. Well, I'm looking at, uh, actually, I just I just found the, the main story out, and they're talking about it, it uh, them testing positive for other drugs as well. Yeah. On top of the cocaine. So, I mean... This is why the people, the dog lovers, the greyhound lovers, all hate Derby Lane and all hate the dog races and why. Yeah, and the fact that it's been going on for so long, it is horrible. We we used to have a track here in Tampa, and that's been shut down for years now. And I mean, the the paramutual betting in in Florida is still a thing, and there's still places to go see. You know, even the uh, race will be simulcast today in a lot of those places. But yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, I'm, I'm just I, I, I'm a big dog lover. You know that. And I, and I can't I can't abide by this. This is a horrible story. But the fact is, this guy is like one of the legends in in derby racing. And, you know, the, the dogs and 
McAllister. I forgot his first name. Something McAllister. It's in the it's in the article I'll post later. But uh, it, yeah, th- this is just something that that he dominated the lane for years, and now we know why. Well, I mean, it's possible that he dominated for years, and then some better dogs came along, and because he got jealous, then he started to dope his dogs so that he would still be the man, right? I mean, it is always possible. And the fact that there's many stories where, you know, they do random drug testing like any athletes, you know, and, and they, they test these dogs and find out, you know, who's been uh, cheating the game. And, and this is a very big deal. The, the state takes it very seriously. So veteran trainer Malcolm McAllister. Malcolm, thank you. Uh, collected four other dogs and they all tested positive. And it's ended his 40-year career. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Now, let me ask you something, Chuck. You feel so bad for these uh, for these dogs. Uh, how many old derby dogs have you adopted? <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah, well, you know, have you seen those dogs? That's <laughs> what I thought. <laughs> no, they're, they're, the they're actually, so actually very docile. And, I, and I just want to say that I love dogs. I just want to say that I love the dogs, and I apologize. And if I had the room... Uh, and the, the time and the, the, uh, I mean, I already have the love in my heart, but if I had the room and the time to mm. adopt more than one of these greyhounds, I would, I would, but darn the luck. I can't darn the luck. Well, uh, you know, and there's a lot I of could. great rescue uh, groups in Florida that they take the old dogs and, you know, know. that have uh, retired and, and there's greyhound rescues everywhere in just, Florida. They're that, just darn loving dogs. And yeah. They're, they're, they're awesome. Good with kids and they're good with the family and. Not good with rabbits. Just want to point that out. No, they are good with rabbits, unless they, you know they do a couple of rails, and it's like I got to get the rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> uh, uh, right, go ahead, Chuck in Florida dot com. Anything else? Yeah, I got one that's kind of irking at me here, and it uh, directly pertains to Governor Scott and uh, a particular ad that he had shot for uh, saving. The uh, Florida jobs industry, you know, the um, uh, what am I trying to say? I'm sorry. I got a little emotional about the dogs. Uh, he, he's had this case to try to um, save Enterprise Florida, which is kind of like our, our, you know, PR version of the state that goes out and brings new business to, to Florida and, yes. and promotes what a great job environment we have here and how people work for dirt cheap because of the sunshine and yada, yada. And, uh, you know, it, it goes right up against the uh, film Florida industry where I happen to have a great passion for why they cut that budget and why we're losing all this money to Georgia. Right. And so I he mean, shot uh, this ad to promote his bill to try to save Enterprise Florida while he was in D.C. He didn't even have the good nature to shoot it anywhere in Florida. And they figure it cost anywhere from ten to $60,000 to promote that one ad of him sitting in a stupid radio studio with a camera and and saying how great it is to work in Florida and you need to bring jobs here and we need to save the people that are... Thanks, Governor. Really appreciate that. You know, your man Burt Reynolds uh, has pretty much called him uh, stupid. I believe he said he was dumber than a peach orchard sow. <laughs> yes, that, that was exactly the quote. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I, know, I mean, that's one of the reasons that you love Burt Reynolds and the Florida State University. Burt I've Reynolds always loved Burt Reynolds. Come on, he's the bandit. Who wouldn't love Burt? I know. He showed up somewhere the other day. Um, he, he keeps popping his head out again. I, I thought he was pretty much done, but uh, there may be some. 
He's got, he's got some new pain medicine, and he's ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember where the heck I saw him. He was talking somewhere. Where the heck was it? Because I was thinking of ChuckandFlorida.com when I saw his stupid mug sitting there. He showed yeah, those up, rose-colored glasses he's wearing now. What is with those? showed up somewhere with his cane and his new pain meds and his glasses. I can't remember where. It doesn't matter. He's Burt Reynolds. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Anything else, well, Chuck? Or are we well, done? we have one. We, we have one that, that segment or what? This one. This Seriously. one is. Kind of, <laughs> this one's kind of difficult to talk about. I don't know. A man has been accused of murder, and he is asked to show his penis to the jury in a oral sex choking defense. <clears throat> okay. This man has said that it was consensual, and he wanted the judge's permission to show the jury to prove it. That that's why she died. Because it was um, she choked a choking incident. Yes, and I guess they uh, they they're considering it. They've actually, Broward County ju- Judge Michael Ian Rothschild, uh, bailiff and lawyers are considering the defendant's uh, case to actually drop trial and and prove that it was you know consensual. <laughs> And that's what happened. You know, there's not a lot of us that could pull that defense off. This is this is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. That it is. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA. Instagram at JeffyMRA and Facebook Jeff Fisher Radio. So we just got done talking to uh, our man Chuck in Florida.com. And he's supposed to bring us uh, fascinating Florida stories. And he, yeah, there were a couple today that were well worth it. And congratulations on his team Winning the Daryl Dixon motorcycle from Walking Dead. I'm a little jealous. And, uh, you know, he told us about uh, the governor shooting of, hey, jobs need to be in Florida, commercial outside of Florida, figures. He's just, well, that doesn't surprise me. And we talked about uh, the, uh, you know, the Derby, Derby Lane dogs uh, doing rails before the races as they chase rabbits. But he doesn't tell me one of the most, well, you know, one of the most fascinating stories from the state of Florida this past week as a Florida woman arrested for agreeing to swap sex for Chicken McNuggets. Why do we not have this story? Why does Chuck not have this story? That's what I want to know. Uh, Florida authorities have charged a woman with prostitution. I mean, you seriously, if you're hungry, can't you be allowed to say, hey, okay, I'll, have, I'll do oral sex for you for the nuggets. You can't be allowed for that? What's wrong with America? America. America's gone bad. What's funny, though, is actually she... Went back and forth, haggling with the undercover police officer. Finally agreed to $25 and a chicken McNuggets. She needed the cash, though, because uh, if you look at her face from the mugshot, ooh, serious little meth addiction going on. And, uh, honey, you need to stop that. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Sorry, I was just reading the letter left by Aaron Hernandez to his wife. Uh, I know Aaron went to college, so uh, I think he'd be able to write a better letter than that. So Aunt Jemima, uh, frozen pancakes and waffles, this is disturbing news. Uh, they have now recalled frozen pancakes, waffles, french toast slices <laughs> over fears of listeria contamination. I got listeria. Isn't that what Bluebell the bull Bluebell pulled the shells for that stuff? That's right. Yeah, listeria. I got listeria. Pinnacle Foods Inc notified distributors and retailers of its decision. I think and we've got we've got to, those is frozen though. Cuz the Anchemima pancake uh, mix that that's good stuff, man. I mean, some pancakes get made at the Jeff Fisher household with that, and the syrup is good too. And it's an amazing how long the how many changes uh, the actual picture of Aunt Jemima has gone through. Uh, I'm surprised that uh, Aunt Jemima. <laughs> I'm surprised it actually still exists in today's world. Good for them. I want them to never change, ever, because. The farthest thing from my mind until they bring it up about Aunt Jemima pancake mix and syrup has anything to do with race. It has everything to do with it makes good pancakes and the syrup tastes good on it. Yeah, that's Aunt Jemima. Okay, yeah, just pour it on. Yeah, make the pancakes with it. No problem. And uh, that that's the logo right there with the with the lady up in the corner. Yep, that's her. Just get, get that one right there. However... A, breakfast is under assault now, right? We've got Listeria and Aunt Jemima stuff. We had the golf balls and the hash browns a week or so ago. Frozen breakfast is under attack. It's also under attack. This is uh, what happens during on the weekend. We have uh, a newscast. It's a, it's a network newscast. comes down and gets fed to how many, how many ever stations carry the network news. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Um, I think it comes from iHeart uh, News Division, but I'm not positive about that. But I think that's where it comes from. Uh, and they just feed it, and you pick it up and you carry it. If your stations can run it or not run it or do whatever they want to it, you know, depending on what their, their needs are, you have you make the deal with. And I think it is iHeart. And this is what happens when. And if you think this is not a robot, you are sadly mistaken. We've talking about robot doing news and uh, not you know they haven't figured out how to make the robot sound completely like a human yet but they're working on it when you have robots just reading you the news it sounds like this listen to this a food company based in new jersey is recalling aunt jemima frozen pancakes see now no, there's not a human in the world that calls aunt jemima Aunt Jemima, that's a robot. 
Let's hear it. That's a robot. So if you hear, when you hear this. Aunt Jemima. That's a robot. I didn't think they were out yet, but they, we have proven that they are out yet. That's great. I got to hear it. Let me hear the whole thing because she is fantastic. Listen to this. A food company based in New Jersey is recalling Aunt Jemima frozen pancakes. That's a robot. That's a robot. Find out what she calls herself at the end of that newscast. Who she's because she's probably she says this is this is robot one thirty two with your news, and uh, we'll find out if it's actually a robot if or if it's a, a made up human being. Because I think it's a robot. I think we've actually discovered that that iHeart News is using robots now, and believe me, and believe me, that would not surprise me. Okay, it would not surprise me at all. I worked for Clear Channel. I'm sorry, iHeart. And uh, it would not surprise me that they're the first company on the planet to use robots to read the news. Yeah, um, we've got uh, we've got news departments all over America. Close them. Close them down. Because after a while, the new, the robots won't do this anymore. Aunt Jemima. After a while, the robots won't do that. They'll figure it out. And so what if they do, right? Because now, all across America, you get the, her, her, what's her name, Lisa Campbell? I'm Lisa Campbell. Yeah. See, that's a robot. That's a robot. Let me hear that. Let me hear her Aunt Jemima, the whole thing leading up to Aunt Jemima. Listen to this. Listen to this. A food company based in New Jersey is recalling Aunt Jemima that's frozen a, pancakes. That's a robot. She's trying to be friendly, trying to come off as human. Listen to this. Aunt Jemima. She's being, she's being a robot. I want to hear the robot again. Aunt Jemima. I can't, I can't stop hearing the robot again. All right, Lisa Campbell. Lisa Campbell. I think it is iHeart News, right? iHeart News. Lisa Campbell, iHeart News. Images. Yep, robot. Yep, a robot. Uh, no idea. They don't know who Lisa Campbell is either. That's exactly right. They don't know who she is. It's a robot. <laughs> On top of which, the news that she's reporting is horrible. Horrific. I mean, Bluebell damn near went out of business with this Listeria scare. So, I mean, we might be, we might be hurting for some, anch- I mean, we might be hurting for some. Aunt Jemima. Frozen goods, uh, pancake. What else? What else was in the recall? I mean, way too much was in the recall. Is what it was. I'll tell you that. Uh, frozen pancakes, waffles, French toast slices, all being recalled from Aunt Jemima, and uh, that's a New Jersey-based food company. So, uh, wow, Pinnacle Foods Incorporated. Notified distributors and retailers of its decision to pull the products from U.S. and Mexican store shelves after testing showed the presence of listeria in a production plant. Wow. The products are being recalled as a precautionary measure given the health and safety of our consumers is our top priority and we don't want to be fined or sued $18 billion. Oh, no, that was just me saying that. Pinnacle Foods said in a release statement adding that no illnesses have been reported. I don't know. I just had 
Aunt Jemima. Waffles, and I'm feeling a little, I don't know, I feel queasy. I don't know what the problem is. Uh, I mean, I, I think I might have to go get checked. Uh, my new name might turn into, uh, you're listening to the Jeff Aunt Jemima. Fisher radio show. Because, uh, whew, man, I feel a little queasy. I don't know what Listeria does to you. But I can't remember if it was the, the frozen pancakes, the waffles, or the French toast slices. One of those, one of those from Aunt Jemima made me ill. So, I mean, I should have reported it. I should have reported it a couple of days ago. I mean, and I just thought I'd fight through it, but I don't seem to be winning the fight through the sickness from Aunt Jemima. And now I might have to get a hold of Pinnacle Foods. Uh, whew, man. I mean, I've always loved Aunt Jemima, but I mean, I'm fighting through this kind of thing and I don't want anything bad to happen. I just want to, I mean, look, if you want to pay me some money, okay. But I mean, it's not about the money. It's about keeping people's safety and not getting them sick from eating Aunt Jemima. So I hope you understand. (sighs) All right. So if you do have uh, frozen pancakes, waffles, or French toast slices from Aunt Jemima in your freezer, it's been recalled. So take it back, or you take you know I you know what I had, there was bluebell in the freezer here at Mercury Studios. I ate it. It had been uh, put on the put on the shelf during the Listeria scare. So you either you take a shot. You know if you already had a couple of pancakes from the frozen box of. Aunt Jemima. And you figure, hey, I didn't get sick from those. I'm going to, you know, I still need breakfast next week uh, before I leave the house with my Aunt Jemima. frozen pancakes, waffles, and French toast slices. Hey, you take a shot. Good luck, God bless. All right. Good luck, God bless. And thank you. Thank you. It wasn't the pancake mix or the syrup from Aunt Jemima. Because uh, then, I'm, then now you're starting to get in on Jeff Fisher territory, actually. Now you're starting to get me a little upset. I mean, golf balls and frozen hash browns, sure. I can be mad, but it's okay. I can understand it. little listeria in the frozen pancakes, waffles, and French toast slices from Aunt Jemima. But when you start talking about the pancake mix and the syrup from Aunt Jemima, now you're getting into my territory where I'm getting a little mad. Okay? So I want you to listen to something from Lisa Campbell and tell me if it's a robot or not. Listen to this. A food company based in New Jersey is recalling Aunt Jemima frozen pancakes. That's a robot. I'll be damned. They're shoving robots down our faces already. We don't even know it. That's what they're doing. Because now they're just going to say, we're going to say, oh, no, we don't want robots giving us our news. We need humans to have that job. We've been giving you robot news for years. You haven't even noticed. Yeah, Lisa Campbell from iHeart News. Uh Uh-huh. Robot. Aunt Jemima. Robot. I mean, the rest of the cast was not bad, right? I mean, it's, uh, you know, she's trying to be friendly. She's trying to be warm. She's getting in there a little bit. Being comfortable. Trying to, hey, <laughs> we got this story about food recall, but listen to this because it's important and, and it's a big company and a lot of people buy. Aunt Jemima. And so I want to be, I got to be friendly. And the whole cast builds up, but then that wrong pronunciation, man. This is when people look at the robots and go, it's a robot. It's not a human being. Because before she gets to 
Aunt Jemima. She sounds pretty good, right? Listen to this. A food company based in New Jersey See? is recalling Aunt Jemima uh, frozen pancakes. Wait, what? See, she just sucks you right in, that whole robot thing, man. She sucks you right in. We're doomed. We're doomed. Unless unless our robots continue to call you frozen pancakes, waffles, and French toast slices. Aunt Jemima. We're doomed. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. The Kentucky Derby at Churchill Downs this weekend. And uh, we had an issue with uh, the passes. I, you know, I'll tell you the whole story once I know the entire story. So we know exactly what happened. Just know that some people affiliated with the broadcast went to the gate that were supposed to have the passes, and they were like, uh, yeah, no, your name's not on the list, and uh, get off the property. So uh, fortunately, we had not left yet. But now my wife is home. Uh, my wife is home not feeling well. And my daughter is not feeling well. So there's some kind of plague going through my house. And I'm driving to work this morning thinking, man, Gonna have to wipe down all the doorknobs, you know. I want to keep the plague at bay in my house today. It's not the plague. You know what it is? It's listeria. I believe that Pinnacle Foods in New Jersey, who has the rights to Aunt Jemima uh, products, my wife and children could have eaten frozen pancakes, waffles, and French toast slices from. Aunt Jemima. And now they're sick. So. So what's her name again? Lisa Campbell? I'm Lisa Campbell. Yeah. The robot Lisa Campbell uh, told us about the recall today. The Aunt latest, Jemima. I'm latest, Lisa Campbell. The latest newscast. And uh, now I'm concerned for my family's health and well-being. Uh, can I sue... Uh, can I sue Pinnacle for being concerned about my family's health and well-being because of their recall? Can that happen? Because, Your Honor, I thought that they ate. Aunt Jemima. And now I'm concerned. All right. I know. I know. I got it. Enough with the. Aunt Jemima. But I can't stop. I cannot stop doing it. Because it's a, I'm telling you, we're, I'm telling you, it's a robot. When you find out that these people are doing a network news are robots, you're going to say, Jeff Fisher told me first. He knew it. Guaranteed they're robots. So when we get pissed a year from now, when they finally have it down to perfection where they're not going to hide it anymore. I mean, they're already doing the stories about the little voice with Obama and blah, 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 blah. They're already doing it. There's no way that those big companies like I don't know, you know, iHeart, Clear Channel, that also uh, Premier Radio Networks is under the umbrella of them, so I love them very much. Uh, the 
<laughs> and I've worked for many years for Clear Channel and iHeart, and, uh, and uh, they've and they've actually paid a number of my bills. So thank you. Uh, but they're also a company that uh, thrives on uh, uh, bottom line, thrives on uh, thrives on. Uh, I can't think of the line now. Shoot, what's the line? They th- the uh, Yes, that's the line. They thrive on. Aunt Jemima. Yeah, they thrive on that. They thrive on that. Gosh darn it! It's the bottom line. It's the network. It's the advance. The stock price. It's the. They thrive on that. But there's a there's a phrase that they used to use in some of their emails and and memos that used to drive me crazy, and I can't remember what it is now. It's it's something to do with you know. Ah, oh, it doesn't matter. They just. Believe me when I tell you that if there was a company that would start using robots for newscast, they're it. And good for them. Good for them. I mean, they, you know, I know they're struggling. There were a lot of stories this past week, especially about Clear Channel, struggling uh, to meet the bottom line. And uh, investor percentage. No, that's not it. I can't remember what the line was. Shoot, it doesn't matter. It probably was. Aunt Jemima. Yeah, that was probably it. But when they come out and you're pissed, and no, they can't use robots for newscasts. We want humans, and the and we want human beings. The robots can't do it right. You know what they're going to do? They're going to play this newscast for you and go see. You didn't know you didn't care. Listen to this. A food company based in New Jersey is recalling Aunt Jemima frozen pancakes. And because of Aunt Jemima, that's where you get the robot. And I'm telling you, in another year, Lisa Campbell will have that fixed. That robot will have that fixed. So you'll never hear Lisa Campbell go, Aunt Jemima. Again. It will be done. But just know that I'm on to you, Lisa. Okay? I'm on to you. I'm on you. I'm Lisa Campbell. Yeah, you're Lisa Campbell, all right. A robotic news person. And I'm on to you. And you're a little, listen to this. I'm trying to be funny. Ha, ha, ha. But when you got to. Aunt Jemima. I, you're, I'm on to you. You're not, you're not fooling me. You're not fooling me. Man, we didn't even, I got to get to this stupid story. We've got, we've got a ton of stuff to get to the shows. We were on the last half hour of the show already. Lawrence Jones is coming up after this broadcast. Mike Slater, Joe Paggs, that's your Saturday. And then Sundays, I mean, David Barton, Jackie D, Bill Handel. Monday through Friday, Doc, Glenn, Opelka. Uh, who, who that comes after Opelka? Oh, yeah, uh, Chris Salcedo, Pat and Stu. And then Buck Sexton at night. I mean, there's no reason to go anywhere else with the Blaze Radio Network. There's no place else. And we've got to get, I mean, there's a story right here in front of me that isn't. Aunt Jemima. It is, though, that a father drinks his own daughter's breast milk. Now, I can tell you why he's doing that when we come back from the bottom of the hour of the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
Jeff Fisher Show. That it is on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you for coming along for the ride today. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can use it if you want to participate, but you don't have to. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA, Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, and Instagram is JeffyMRA. So uh, we talked about, uh, gave you the headline of the father drinks his daughter's breast milk. Now, the reason that he's doing it is obviously not a sexual thing. Uh, thank God. Uh, it is uh, to help beat his cancer. Now, it's a little frustrating uh, that the daughter reads an article. He's He had chemo and everything, and then he uh, was in remission, and then it came back. And so between the time he was in remission and it came back, she reads an article that breast milk is, you know, helps you fight that. So she just had a baby, and she, you know, pumps it, pumps milk and you know saves it for her dad and her dad puts it in his coffee but she doesn't have an idea of how much to use or what to use she just i mean i hope they're keeping track because if it works they we need to have some documentation uh so i wish that they would get some medical help maybe and just kind of have a doctor help them through that however uh what would be good is if they had some medical help but they can't since it's in the united kingdom now, I know Australia has a, a better healthcare system than we do. Oh, wait, they've already walked that back. Uh, this is, welcome to the new administration. I know I don't talk, I try not to talk very much politics on Saturday because it drives me insane. We all get enough of it through the week. I know. So when I, I apologize sometimes when I touch on it because it drives me crazy. But just, you know, just know that uh, this is welcome to the new administration. That person sucks. The president really doesn't mean that that person sucks. President means that he was just unhappy at the time with that person. And then wait for the tweet to come out with the president saying, no, I meant that person sucked. And then, no, the president really didn't mean that that person sucked. The president meant that that person really sucked at that time, but not all the time and not 24. It's it's welcome. 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 If you'd like to be welcome also to the new America, a grandmother with terminal cancer, this in America, uh, is in jail in Kansas, the great state of Kansas. I didn't realize that Kansas sucked so bad. But not long ago, uh, my son, my oldest son, got pulled over by a Kansas state trooper who was not a nice person. And now this story coming out of Kansas, Kansas sucks. Those of you living in Kansas, sorry. <laughs> you know, you're still you're still above Ohio for right now. <laughs> hey, let's get some states mad at us. Okay. Hey, how about the rest of you in that state? Kentucky, holy crap, you are on a completely different list today. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, grandmother with terminal cancer. Uh, active ingredient, she has THC in her system and was driving. Okay. Uh, it was a medication her pharmacist says she needs in order to eat while on chemotherapy. But she's in jail for 48 hours because of a DUI, but she had nothing to drink. She had Marinol in my system with the doctors in Oklahoma gave me to fight cancer. But since it's illegal in Kansas, it's just stupid. It's just stupid. So we're going to put her in jail. That's great. Thank you. 
Uh, and now she uh, she's missing a chemo treatment, which will screw everything up. I hope you're happy, Kansas. Seriously, I hope you're happy. I really do. Over a little, t- it's got to stop. And I will say that I have firsthand knowledge of how well marijuana helps patients who are going through chemo, uh, fighting cancer, and uh, it is amazing how much it helps. So if you have an opportunity, and I was where it was you know, still illegal, and this was a number of years ago now, uh, but I was uh, happy to help. And it, was, uh, it made a big difference in their life and in their comfort during such a horrific time. And if that can't happen because you think, oh, God, it's the hor- horrible marijuana, then you should think again. Then maybe you could lose your job to a robot who says, Aunt Jemima. Maybe you should do that. No, I don't want to hear it again. Dear Lord, no. Don't do it. Don't. Don't do it. I swear to God, I don't want to hear it again. Aunt Jemima. I can't wait till we have robots running the board around here. I'll tell you that. I get a producer in here that's running the board. We'll take care of that right now. So, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, they were a big talk about, uh, hey, can it debut and top a billion dollars uh, after the first couple weekends? Uh, it only got like $53 million. Only got like $53 million yesterday. So they're saying, well, it's good start. Uh, we're happy with good start. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're not happy with, with – uh, you don't think it's going to hit a billion now? No, we don't. But it'll be fine. It's a good start. They, they're going to. It's going to be fine. Don't dry your eyes. It'll be okay. Galaxy will be okay. Another story that I find fascinating, and I have no idea why he would, why he does it, unless he's just, uh, you know, I guess the the saying would be, well, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But Rand Paul uh, was in the news talking about. Uh, uh, we had several people come to us and say that it happened. Well, what happened? The administration, Obama administration, spied on my presidential campaign. Really? Do you have proof? I don't have access to that information, but I've been very concerned that too many Americans' information is being called through without a warrant. I don't have any facts to say that it happened, but numerous sources are coming to us and say that it did happen. Is he Donald Trump all of a sudden? I don't have any facts to say it happened, but numerous sources are coming to us saying it did happen. Oh, well, I guess I'll talk about it. It's fine then. Don't worry about it. What are you thinking? And for those of you that use Facebook, I want you to think of this. Facebook right now is nearing 2 billion monthly users. So those of you concerned about where Mark Zuckerberg's next, uh, oh, that's a robot talk, Zucker. Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg's next meal is going to come from? He's not worried about it. There's 2 billion monthly users. Mark Zuckerberg 
not Zucker. If, if you heard if you heard someone on the news call it Zuckerberg, you'd know it was a robot. I mean, when you hear Aunt Jemima, you know that's a robot. So when you hear somebody call it Zuckerberg, I mean, that's breaking into robot talk. Also, Facebook is already to launched and take a big fight against TV. I mean, why not? Right? You might as well. They kicked us put TV like shows into high gear. They're aiming to premiere this in mid June. Uh, look for it uh, for the new uh, the new shows on Facebook. Wow, we got the YouTube Red with producing their YouTube Red, but it's producing their own content, and they're also uh, purchasing content that isn't theirs, but you're able to watch it exclusively on their channel. Amazing. Hulu producing new stuff, their own their own material. Netflix, everybody wants in on the game. This is the golden age of television. I mean, we're starting to get into the serious golden age of television now. And uh, I love it. I love it. It cannot, uh, it cannot be good enough. All right, this is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Listen, we're going to take, I'm going to step aside for just a little bit, and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit of the Kentucky Derby. And uh, I'll let you tell you, uh, give you a quick rundown of uh, what's happening at the Derby today. I was excited to be at Churchill Downs today and uh, talk about the race and uh, see the race live and tell you about it. However, uh, that uh, was unable to happen. But we're still going to talk about the Derby a little bit. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Show. You know how difficult it is to find good employment people. Just, a, just, a, just an overarching question. That's all. You know. So anyway, we were supposed to be broadcasting live from the Kentucky Derby today, and I was looking for. I was looking forward to it. I don't know what happened. I'll tell you the story when I find out what happened. I just know that our names were not on some list that they were supposed to be on. And I was fortunate enough, and I mean this, I was fortunate enough to have not left yet to get on my way to Kentucky and Churchill Downs. Uh, there were a number of people that were there that showed up, and uh, they were a little bummed. So uh, So I was all ready to talk race. I was all ready to talk race. And there's plenty of horses. Uh, there's 20 horses in the field. 20 horses in the field. Now, my wife, the last three years, has picked the winner. So she was excited about being able to be there and actually spending some money and winning. So was I. Here, have some more. Let's use it and make some more. She knows how to pick horses. She's picked. Uh, we've. I broadcast. I used to broadcast from a horse track in Tampa, 
ever so often. You know, because I couldn't get me out of there. They just put a mic in front of my mouth. I'm not leaving the track. And we used to do a, a, a thing there every year. And uh, so we'd broadcast from there. And uh, she could pick a man. She knows how to pick the horses. She knows how to pick the horses. So I was excited about being there. And uh, looking down the list of uh, of horses uh, that have an opportunity, her pick is six to one odds right now. Six to one odds. I don't know if I should tell you or not what it is. I don't know if I should tell you. Maybe I will in a moment. Maybe. But every time you think about horse racing and Churchill Downs, I mean, personally, I think of Secretariat. I, you know, the movie is great. I actually ran into someone here today who had not seen the movie Secretariat. I have no idea uh, how long their green card is left before it uh, before it expires, before we can kick them out of the country, because it's impossible to be an American without seeing the movie. Sorry. It just is. Seabiscuit, another horse racing movie. If you haven't seen Seabiscuit, you should be released from being an American and escorted out of the country. Have you seen Seabiscuit? Holy crap. This person, I, I am firing this person today. They are uh, they would no longer work for the Blaze Radio Network if that's the case. I I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it. How much time do I have? When do I have to hit the stupid thing? Come on, I ask you to back time me, and you're just sitting there telling me you haven't seen a stupid movie. Nowish, nowish. All right, so then we uh, we talk about the Triple Crown and Secretary, and of course there was uh, a Triple Crown uh, prior or since Secretariat. Uh, Seattle Slough affirmed and American Pharaoh. Uh, so, but there's not a chance of one this year. So it just would have been fun watching, uh, watching my wife's pick Irish war cry win the, win the uh, Kentucky Derby, but it does bring back the memories of secretary running like a tremendous machine. He laughs at fear, afraid of nothing. Think about it. He does not shy away from the sword. He cannot stand still when the trumpet sounds. Seriously, you lose your job. I wanted to be in Churchill down so bad. I do. I mean, Secretary still holds the record, baby. Uh, don't fall off, man. Don't fall off. You're fired if you don't see Seriously, you're fired. So I told you, he said that. Don't fall off. I was way ahead of the game. <laughs> I love the ending of this movie. I'm sorry. This is all I've been hearing in my head all day since I uh, since I've been thinking about the the Kentucky Derby and Secretariat. Think about it. <laughs> That's a tremendous machine. Hey, have a great week! Thanks for coming along for the ride today, Lawrence Jones. Uh, looking to. Uh, 
come on board here and uh, drive this place radio network right in. I mean, up upward, upward is what Lawrence is going to do. Right now. Pick it up, up. So, pick it up is what he's going to do. And uh, have a great week. You look great too, by the way. I know. I forgot to tell you that. I didn't mean to neglect it. Cause you do. I don't necessarily wear that out anywhere, but you know, it looks good on you right now. <laughs>